or not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Lots of fun things to get to today. I've got on the agenda on my list in my business of fashion section. Let's talk about this first. First up, Men's Fashion Week has happened in Milan. It actually just wrapped up. So um, interesting enough, it was, it basically followed the September spring summer shows from the women's wear, which was a blend of physical runway shows, digital presentations, and sort of a combination of two. So um, it was pretty interesting. What was more interesting about it, okay, my, my overall takeaway, because I, you know, I don't often have high expectations of men's fashion week, not because it's men, just because the usually we see the same thing over and over, just different variations. And I feel like we never really see anything new. Um, where women's that happens too, but then we'll also see like here and there little some designers will pop up and we'll see something a little bit newer. Um, I don't know why. Maybe are there less male designers in the world? I don't know. I probably or there just less things that men wear. I'm just thinking about that. I'm thinking of like a typical man's, men's closet versus a women's closet. I don't know. But usually I'm like, okay, we've seen that. We've seen that. However, this year, um, it was – oh, by the way, it was in combination with this year's Fashion Film Festival. So it was kind of interesting because they combined fashion and film, which is, you know, a no-brainer. Um, what I saw mostly was color, 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 color. Almost like – I was like, is this men's or women's that I'm looking at? Usually you see a lot, a lot less color. Um, so lots of paisley, lots of knits – too. Lots of comfortable fabric, fabrics, lots of shawl collars I saw. So so basically like a, a, a different um, variation on a robe almost. And I thought, oh, is this a nod to sort of that, you know, soft, cozy knit loungewear that we've seen everywhere? So there, but there was just so much color. I was a little surprised by that. I don't know why. Yes, Bob, you have a comment? Oh, no. Well, I was noticing on the... Uh the, the people that were at the uh, uh, inauguration, the, all ah. the women's stuff was very – the interesting stuff that stood out was the colorful stuff. Right. There were some that were in grays or blacks and uh, not very interesting. Right. You're talking about the women? Yeah, the, I yeah. was mostly. The guys were wearing their standard – Dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think – I mean in that situation, I saw – I was working that day, so I didn't see it live, but I saw photos, of course. Um, I think in that particular instance, the color was chosen from what I've read for specific reasons. So there was a lot of purple. It was a lot of female empowerment. I think that was, which, of course, is smart. I think at any major event, be it the Olympics, an inauguration, whatever, I think it's it's a smart choice for a woman in power or or even just a woman, even if it's not a woman in power, even if it's just a woman or, or male, by the way, I don't think there's any, I don't think men have to wear dark colors, but um, using the platform to, and using color to show, you know, to stand for something. I think that's great. So, you know, we all know most of the time October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So I try to wear more pink. I don't normally wear pink 
ever unless it's like a very very soft pink but I'll wear like a brighter pink just to so so that's I think that's a great time to again use color to show in support of of something or or someone um but yeah I was a little surprised about (laughs) about this so we'll see where this goes um you know if this is going to filter down into the masses it probably will but I don't know it was a lot of it was bright, and I have to say I don't know a lot of men that will wear bright all the time. Maybe your occasional swimwear, your occasional resort wear, yes, but I'm not sure. I, I, even women, I mean, the trend has been neutral, neutral, neutral for the past, uh, you know, four seasons at least. Um, you know, and listen, I'm all about color. Everyone knows me, knows I'm all about color. This whole neutral trend is new for me. Um but I like it. It was a nice, for me, it was a nice change. I'm like, oh, okay, let's take a break from color and wear neutral. I'm already sick of it, though, <laughs> personally. I've been doing it for like a season. I'm like, yeah, enough with the cream and the nude and the beige. Um, I just don't think it suits me. So that's the main priority. Um, I'm definitely feeling more into the browns and I'm, you know, trying to get to color as, as, as quickly as I can. But anyway, so for spring, also in women's wear, the same thing. We saw lots of color starting to creep in, which I think is a good note. I think this whole neutral palette, it's great. If Listen, if that's what looks works best on you, I'm not saying don't do it or do it only because it's on trend. I just think we shouldn't be afraid of color because color really has a, has power, I think, and it's uh, certainly can evoke an emotional response. I mean, if you, you think immediately, picture, you know, let's say it's a movie and you, a woman walks into a room in a red dress, you probably will notice her, regardless of age or what she look. you know, you'll notice her versus a woman that comes in in a black dress. Not that you wouldn't, but less likely you'll pro- your eye will catch the red probably first, just because it's color. So, and then of course it's, well, who is wearing the dress? <laughs> So um, I think that's important. Interesting. I was watching, um, it was YouTube, I believe it was on. I found a string of interior designers that I, that I like their style. So it's kind of watching their channels and just seeing, you know, what they're talking about the 2021 trends are for home decor. And I was looking at, co- then I got started to do this deep dive into color. And not just Pantone, but Benjamin uh, uh, Sherwin-Williams and Benjamin Moore and all the other paint companies. I started, because they all have their colors of the year, by the way. Oh. So I started, and they all have palettes. So that led me into thinking, okay, I think I need to paint my house now, the inside of my house, you know, my master bedroom, maybe I need to start painting it, you know, it leads me down this rabbit hole. Um, but the point was, I was thinking about going back, because I've got color on my walls all over my house, not bright colors, very, you know, soft. But I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know, I really do love a neutral canvas and then color injected with whether it be pillows or chairs or accent pieces. Same thing in how I dress. I love, you know, a neutral palette and then pop it with lipstick or shoes or bags or or jewelry. So I thought there's that sort of similarity in for me. And I, I was thinking about different clients, and that is often the case with most people, at least that I read. So I'll walk into someone's home, and for me, the moment I get to the door, if I ha- whether I've met them or not, the moment I get to the door, it already 
I already know something about them just by the presentation in the front door. And then I walk in and the home is whatever it may be. Most of the homes I'm in are beautiful, very, very lovely, as you can imagine. And um, then we'll, you know, eventually we'll usually make our way to the to the closet. We often have to go through the master bedroom to get there. All of that says a lot. Now, I'm not judging in any way, by the way, but right away I see just little cues that that let me know what I'm going to be walking into in the closet. And it happens every time. And um, if there's lots of neutrals, for example, I know this person's closet's probably going to be all neutral. (laughs) If I see lots of really like pop art and lots of interesting sculptures and lots of color and everywhere, generally speaking their wardrobe has has color so you know it makes sense I guess is what I'm saying you know one one usually leads to the other but my thought is this again going back to my own house I think the easiest way to sort of inject color be it your wardrobe or your home is really just layering in a few pieces here and there a few key pieces and so yeah if you want to take it up a notch you can there's always going to be extremists right the people that love the all-white home which I think is horrific I could never live in an all white and all cream who was it I think it was one of the Kardashians I think their house is like that no way I would uh, no way even if even though I don't have kids I can't imagine it with kids having no color um you know I'm sure it's beautiful but I just could I would feel like something's off you know Do, do you have a lot of neutral in your house Bob do you have color I no I don't have much color okay in on the walls Everything else has got plenty of, there's wood grain this, there's dark brown this. There, okay. I have a lot of different colors, but not on the wall. But in your furniture, accessories, yes. all that stuff there is. Yes. Okay. All right. So what color is your sofa? Dark brown. Okay. Mine yeah. too. <laughs> okay. All right. Just curious. I just realized we have a, we have a gentleman sitting here. Let's ask you about <laughs> your home. Um, but anyway, so that's my take on color and, you know, what's to come. Some of the colors we're seeing coming forward. I mentioned this, I think, last week or the week before. This bubblegum pink is really big in women's wear. You know, I'm not a fan of that. But then there are also things like we're seeing a lot of green pop up, which I feel like green's always around a different shade of it whether it's like brighter lime green or if it's an emerald green green usually kind of hangs around um and we're also seeing a lot of red um a lot of blue which is great i think two colors usually people gravitate towards one or the other you know usually blue or usually red and i don't mean that as a political statement by the way um i just think it's I think it's more like fiery and or the warm tones of the red that people like or the boldness of the red or they like more like soothing like greens, blues. So I think that's usually personally I love both um, because there's so many different shades. So so that being said, um, I think you've got to find what's right for you. I, I, I recently did a post on social media and it was about just uh, just that about cream and whites and uh actually i mentioned uh i I threw out different names for white and you know i started the post off with something like cloud sugar um what was the other one cloud something cloud sugar salt um gypsum 
or you know, and basically they were all names for white. <laughs> they were just all different shades. And I just basically said, which one's for you? Meaning the color, mm. not the actual thing. So, um, and said, you know, there's something for everyone. You know, what be it a neutral or or even a bold red, for example. You know, and how to tell that would be by your skin tone. So cool skin tones, warm skin tones, for example. I have warm skin tone, a lot of yellow undertone. So if I were to wear red, I usually lean towards the tomato red, the warmer with gold undertones or orange undertones versus something that is more blue red. So that was the example I gave um, on how to wear color. But I feel like I need to do a whole show on this. Stay tuned for that (laughs) color and how to wear it and how to choose which color. Because you hear people say, well, I can't wear yellow or I can't wear, you know, you fill in the blank. No, contraire. You can. You just have to find the right shade. So, um, all right. That being said, I wanted to mention squirrel update. I have squirrel squirrel update. Bird bird update. I have two things to talk about off topic. Squirrel is still coming around for the bird food, and mm. I scared him away the other day. I feel like he might be gone for good because now I haven't seen him in about a week. Unless he's there when I'm not there, which is fair enough. But I do check the the food is still there. Birds are a lot less. I think they flew south for the winter. Well, many of them would, yes. Yeah. yeah. There's some around, but way, way – I mean, I'm feeding – I'm filling the bird feeder like once a week now, where before it was like every day I had mm. to put food out. So that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note, you know my dreams of a greenhouse. Um, have I shared this with you? Bob? No. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I haven't shared this. So my dream, ultimate dream, it's been for years, was to one day – have a greenhouse in my yard. And it will happen. I'm going to make it happen. Um, Right now, I don't have the space for it. And that's obviously a big project that I'm just not ready to commit to. Um, I also want to have raised garden beds. So like vegetable bed. I want to have a vegetable garden as well as a flower garden. But the vegetable garden, probably first and foremost. And so I could do raised beds in my yard now. It would be difficult though. So my basically my yard is fenced in and it is my dog's playland. So I don't really want to disturb that, you know. So I don't want to take away because it's not tremendously it's not a huge backyard. It's big enough for two dogs to have lots of room to run around. It's not big enough to then separate that out and have the other thing is I've got trees, so I don't know if I would have proper sunlight. So I'm not quite sure about that. However, being home so much this past year, I really, really wanted to have some sort of garden. I'm like, you know, I hate the fact that I'd have to basically wait to I, till I sell my house and buy a new one to get this garden because I don't know when that's going to be. I mean, it might be soon. It might not be. So I came up with this idea. Well, now it's winter, obviously, and I'm, I really can't grow a vegetable garden. So I decided to grow microgreens, an indoor garden. Oh. So it's my newest project. Yes. And they have sprouted. I'm so excited. So you uh, have indoor grow lights? Yes. Uh-huh. So I bought this whole kit from our friend Amazon. And um, it's. I thought, well, this is a good way for me to kind of practice. And then I'm going to move I'm gonna move it outside in, in, in the spring. However, I'll circle back to that. So I started with just herbs. I thought that's easy peasy. Um, and this great little kit. I kind of researched all the kits and like what is what, how much. Because they can get expensive. So I'm like, geez, three. 
300 bucks for herbs, <laughs> you know? So I thought, well, let me see what, you know, and I went down in price. I didn't spend 300, but um, I didn't want something that was, you know, not going to work. And then I, you know, spent 20. So I found something in the middle that I thought was good. It was rated really well and comes in this really nice sort of stainless steel thing. It's got the light attached to it and it's all automatic, which I love. So it basically tells me, feed your plants like every two weeks. So I thought that's what I need. I need someone to tell me, feed the plants. I can water them, but I don't know when to put this, you know, two drops of this, a cap full of that, uh, you know. So I got it. I love it. They have sprouted. I have six different herbs I'm growing. Mm. And yeah, they just started. So I'm very happy. It's sitting on a, on a bench near a big window. So lots of light, but it has its own light that's on a timer. So it does its own thing, goes on as much as it needs it. Perfect. My plan for the spring is to is to um, get a veg truck. Do you know what this is? No. Okay. Oh, I love this. So this is what this is what I've been doing this whole winter, like investigating all this. Like, how can I do this? So it's basically just a planter that you put outside, and it's maybe I think you can get them different sizes. The one I'm looking at is probably about six feet long by, gosh, I don't know, three feet wide, maybe. Okay. And it's, you know, on four legs, and it's got dividers, and you fill it with soil, and it's a raised bed. Yes. That's sort of portable. So I can put this on my deck, basically. Oh. Yes. So because, by the way, my deck gets tons and tons and tons of light. So, you know, if I have to put netting over top of it, that's fine. But basically, it's not down on the grass in the yard. You know, probably keep well, I don't know if it'll keep the squirrels away, but it'll definitely keep a lot of other animals. My dogs won't go near it, you know, and it's raised up, and I can keep an eye on it. Well, how big is the deck? Could you put your uh, a small uh, greenhouse on the deck? Well, no. I think it'd be too small. I mean, my deck's okay. pretty big, but I've got, like, furniture. You know, when it's right. when in season, we've got, like, a whole seating area. We've yeah, got a table. The greenhouse would, would be in the way at that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, yeah, if I cleared everything off, I definitely would have enough room, but... I want, a, like, a real big greenhouse, you I know, see. like you walk in type, you know, well, yeah. and I'm going to have a sitting area. Yeah. No, it's not that big. I mean, no. they even make, what, like inflated greenhouses? That, oh, do that, they? That are big enough to walk into. You couldn't fall down in it and not hit the other side. Right, right, but right. Yeah, they're big enough to walk in. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think aesthetically it wouldn't look right either. I think, yeah, it would have to be one or the other. We'd have, because we have a big table, you know, that seats like six or eight. We've got a seating area, sofa. So all that would definitely be in the way. Um, So, yeah. So I'm going to do this veg trudge right after the last frost. So stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. All right. On that note, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, I have skin in-office skin treatments for trends for 2021. So you'll want to listen to this. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group, 
They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, we're talking about in-office skin treatment trends. So we're talking dermatologists. I don't normally talk about this kind of stuff um, just because I feel like I'm not the expert on you know, skin treatments and spa treatments. However, there are lots of trends that kind of crop up and things that become more popular. Um, I, I haven't tried many of these, but since I've been staying at home this whole past year, I know many people, lots of my friends, we've all sort of um, upped our, our skincare routine. So I found this interesting. I thought I'd share it a little bit. Um, you know, because of the pandemic, dermatology appointments are lower. Actually, recently was went to my dermatologist and was talking about this. So appointments are lower. They're start, they're, they definitely have picked up. And basically, the results of a stressful year start to show up in our skin. And then we've got the whole mask thing. So we've got macne. We've got that going on. And, uh, you know, the new normal, as they like to call it, is the Zoom effect. So that's what dermatologists are calling it. It's the Zoom effect where you're really just concerned with your face, like facial lines and wrinkles and, you know, under eye bags or whatever it may be, um, acne. So that's become a thing. So people are saying, you know, okay, well, we're doing Zoom. And even going forward, post-pandemic, I think we're still going to see lots of Zoom meetings and that sort of stuff because we realize that we can do a lot, still be uh, productive um, without being face-to-face. So that being said, there's a couple of things that are seem to be pretty popular within the derma, you know, dermatology world. Um, one is laser resurfacing. So this is a treatment. This, by the way, is non-invasive. So um, this basically tackles acne, scarring, fine lines. There's a lot less downtime. So it's not like, you know, years ago, if you heard about, by the way, I've, did I ever get a laser? I think I did it once, a light one. Or no, that maybe that was just, yeah, it was a peel or something. I think once I did it, I tried it. And I was supposed to go back, and then I didn't. Um, but I remember years ago when I was younger, if someone got a laser treatment or a chemical peel, they be, their face looked like, you know, um, roast beef. You know, it was, like, awful. You know, this woman couldn't, like, be seen, and you'd have to cut. Now things are much more advanced, very different. Now I do know that, because I looked into at one point because I had some scarring on my face, but it's so light. It's something that I could cover with makeup. However, I'd like to not have to cover it with makeup. So it's kind of like toying around that with that um, idea. And there's so many different types that go by your skin tone. So there's a specific peel or laser that goes for olive color skin or that is works better for light color, whatever it is. So that's the good part. Um, and again, there's so many different things that are that are non-invasive and um, maybe you get a little bit of flaking, your skin gets a little dry, but basically nothing at all. So that's the good news. Um, also, neuro, let me see if I can say this right, neuromodulators, that's just injectables, by the way. So Botox, filler, all those things 
on the rise, apparently. So, and, and I crossed, I read this and then I asked my dermatologist too, out of curiosity, I said, do you do a lot of that kind of stuff? She said, yes. Um, she said it's more and more uh, in recent months. Have you heard of these injectable threads? Yes. And I actually saw a video on this. Oh my gosh, I don't think you could pay me to do that. Oh. I don't think I could do it. Where it goes under your skin, you're yes. talking about. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then it helps like support body, you know, move, it changes your, your appearance. Yes. It, just, yeah. From these threads being put into hold, and and the, I guess the good threads, they're biodegradable. Basically, they yeah. they just disappear after a while. Yeah, it goes th- in your skin, right mm. under. I guess mm-hmm. a couple layers. I saw it. I actually saw a video on this because I was like, "What is that?" And I just, I'm squeamish, so and I hate needles. So there's okay. no, you know, I go to ac- to put this. Way, I go to acupuncture. The, where the you know the needle is so almost like a the, the the thickness of a dog hair basically. I mean it's teeny tiny as as you may know, and even then I get a little anxiety. And I always tell her, and she always tell, says, but I know that I'm going to feel better after that, and I know they don't hurt. But I get this, and she said to me, it's the way we are sort of um, it's kind of the way you're just brought up you know in our it's kind of in your brain like oh needle equals hurt, it hurts mm-hmm. and I said you're right so she said something very smart to me she said just think of it as like a little magic wand they're like little wands that I'm going to place all over you to make you feel better and I was like oh I love this and she also has to tell me to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and when I breathe out she puts the 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 acupuncture needles in. Hmm. I mean, that's how like crazy I am and, and squeamish I am. And the other day I went and I had my allergies are bothering me. So she said, is it okay if I put a few in your nose area? And I went, my eyes just widened. I was laying on the table and I went, what? And she said, I promise you, I promise you, you won't feel a thing. So I, and I trust her because she's lovely. Um, so I said, okay, fine, but I have to close my eyes when you're coming towards me with the little baby. She said, they're baby needles. I mean, they're so, I said, right, but I can't see it. If I see it and then it's, you're putting it into my nose. So she, we had to do that. I had to close my eyes. She did it. I literally, did, I was like, did you put it in? She put like four needles in my nose. Apparently she said, yeah. And she said, I told you, I didn't feel a thing. But my point is that's how squeamish I am and afraid of needles. I guess I'm just maybe conditioned from, you know my youth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yes i saw the th- the things that go under your skin i don't i don't think i could do it though i don't know okay i don't know but, i don't know whether i could either but yeah but it was interesting uh, you know we had a, another show uh actually debbie Nigro's show she had a guest on talking about it uh, really this week yeah and i was like ooh, that does sound interesting yeah yeah i saw a whole video it, on it as opposed to you know cutting and stitching Yes. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And for sure, I think if I were at the point where those that was my option, I wanted to do that really to look better and feel better, maybe I would do that as opposed to cutting and stitching. You're mm. right. I, yeah. d- I don't know. I'm thankfully not at that point <laughs> in my life. Um, but another thing was this thing called radio frequency, also non-surgical. Um, this is radio frequency microneedling. So this is another skin treatment that sort of tightens. So, um, this is interesting. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll try this. All of this stuff. I'm like, I said, a big chicken. I go to my dermatologist to like check my spots on any sunspots, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and to, and whatever topical things I can put on my face, I'm all about injecting needles. No, I can't. I'm not, I just can't. Um, but again, maybe that's because I I don't, 
I'm not quite there yet. I don't feel like I have to yet. <laughs> not saying I'm opposed to it, by the way. So interesting what has, uh, you know, come out. I know, like I said, there's so many more brands out and um, products out. And it's overwhelming when you look at uh, all these products out f- that you can put on your skin to, you know, really up your skincare game. And um, it's worth investigating. And I'll say this. It's also worth investigating clean products. That is a big trend right now. Very smart to look at products that don't have a lot of gunk in it and things that you don't need in your skin. It's just pure and clean, simple ingredients. So if you're looking to do this, I would say invest in something that is considered clean product. On that note, that'll do it this week for Fashion Friday. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday and more... um, greenhouse updates <laughs> more herb garden updates on 1490 WGCH AM 1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. With the stroke of a pen, President Biden eliminated roughly 52,000 American union jobs. Revoking the permit for the Keystone X oil pipeline and rejoining the Paris Climate Accord are the contributing factors. A group of Republican senators from western states led by Senator Steve Daines of Montana joined other GOP voices in scoffing President Biden's decision. The administration says it's in national interest to end the pipeline so that other countries can see America moving away from fossil fuels. Another of President Biden's executive orders this week was mandating face coverings on all federal property. Hours later, the president gave a speech at the Lincoln Memorial without a face mask. A spokesman for Biden said there are bigger issues to worry about at this moment in time. Australia is introducing a world-first law to make Google, Facebook, and potentially other tech companies pay media outlets for their news content. The proposed news code is seen as a possible global test case for how governments could seek to regulate big tech firms. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I've had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Check 